I'm Danielle West. Welcome to Intentional Marriages Podcast, where we share vulnerable insights about marriage. Don't you wish there was a marriage manual they handed you when you got married? All couples standing at the altar believe that love will save the day, me included. But when conflict hits, we need more relational tools that'll help us stay deeply connected. Hi, my name is Danielle West, and my husband Russ and I co-founded Intentional Marriages. If you're dealing with unexpected conflict and don't know how to properly repair, we've shared these solutions with over 100 couples and have seen transformation in their marriages and them understanding each other better. Now it's your turn. As responsibility and kids get added to the equation, how do you stay emotionally connected? If there was a marriage manual, there are three relational principles that we would include and ask you to learn how to implement them. The first one being emotional flooding. The first time I heard it was in counseling about 17 years ago, and I had no idea what the counselor was talking about. But if you do, you're ahead of the game. And if you don't, here's a little example of what it looks like. Everything is, is my fault? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm not saying great. that. You don't look at me. You don't ever ask me I how want, I am. You haven't looked at me. Now, that was a good example of two people being very emotionally flooded. Being emotionally flooded is when you're, you've gotten into a fight with your spouse and you feel that intensity and all of a sudden you can't think and you've got three stress hormones primarily running through your body. You've got adrenaline, obviously, you have epinephrine and cortisol, the stress hormone. Now, the thing that I didn't know that I learned in counseling was that it takes, biologically, it takes 20 minutes from the moment you recognize that you're flooded for those stress hormones to be reabsorbed back into your body. So the minute that I find that Russ and I are having conflict, we both stop in the moment, pause, step away, (laughs) step away from the fight. And we both take our 20 minutes to pause. Now it's easier for Russ to stay in the fight. It's harder for me. He's more the tiger. I'm more the turtle. Well, I'm a personalizer, as you can see by the gif of the turtle hiding in its shell. And Russ is a tiger. He can be pretty aggressive verbally and it, it'll just shut me down for days. So you can imagine how our fights were. And the more that he would tap on my turtle shell, the more I would hunker down because I just didn't feel emotionally safe. So it's really great to identify your fight, flight, or freeze behavior. It's what we do when we get into a fight and we feel flooded. So marriage can be hard, but understanding your patterns really helps build some self-awareness. But we both equally need the 20 minutes to calm down. As a tiger, he needs to not say anything else. (laughs) And as a turtle, I need the 20 minutes to calm down process the fight and come back and think clearly. And when you're in the midst of a fight, have you noticed you say things you don't mean? And you're like, where did that come from? And you don't think clearly because those stress hormones almost like, it's like they hijack your brain, right? (laughs) Do you feel like you think not logically during a fight? No, me either. So take it from an expert counselor to pause 
take a break. And I mean, I actually set my watch. I I was like, I want to see how real this is. And once the 20 minutes was up, I could not be as mad at my husband as I wanted to. (laughs) It really does make a difference. Emotional flooding is really important to recognize and to take a pause, take a moment before you re-engage your discussion. The second relational principle I would include in the marriage manual is the weekly marriage check-in. Now, a lot of couples that we have shared this with up front are resistant because they're like, ah, oh, we're having such a good day. I don't know if I want to go back and deal with what happened earlier today or earlier this week. But we highly, highly recommend to deal with the stuff while it's still small because it's so easy to brush it under the rug. And But what we don't see is that each time we brush it under the rug, there's little deposits of resentment. You may not feel them, you may not even recognize them, but there's little deposits. And we don't see how those little deposits are growing, growing, growing to the point where eventually you lose it and you have a much bigger fight than what was intended. Every girl likes flowers, Gary. You say that you don't like flowers. I'm supposed to take that to mean that you do like flowers? No, this is not about, you're not, you're not, you're, you're, you're not getting it. You're not getting this, Gary. Okay, it's not about the lemons. It's not about the flowers. It's not about the dishes. It's just, um, how many times do I have to drop hints about the ballet? You know I can't Brooke. Or you get to a point of apathy where you're just like, I give up. We highly, highly recommend doing a weekly check-in. The third relational principle I would include in the marriage manual for newlyweds is repair instead of swear. (laughs) Now that's much easier said than done. Really? Is that what you want, Gary? Is that what you want? Yeah. That's what you want? Yeah. Fine. Great. Do whatever you want. You leave your socks all over this house, dress like a pig, play your stupid video game. I don't care. I'm done. What? I am done. I don't deserve this. I really do not deserve this. I deserve somebody who gives it. I'm not spending one more second of this life with some inconsiderate. The very first thing after a fight has occurred is pause, take a break. How long? 20 minutes. You're catching on quick. And the first question you want to ask yourself is, what was my role in the conflict? The first thing we want to say is my spouse. They were the one who was irritating me or they were the one that hurt me. And that's part of the calming down process during that 20 minutes is you really need to keep pulling back and like pulling back the onion layers of what was my role in the conflict. And then when you come back to talk, use I statements. It is so much easier to say, well, you did this and you did that. Using I statements, you know why we don't use them? Because it's hard. It's hard because it requires us to be vulnerable. And vulnerability is not easy, but I can tell you it is the thing that really has repaired a lot of our fights is using I statements. So instead of coming back and saying, well, you ignored me and turned your back, it would be instead, I felt ignored and I wasn't sure what was happening in the conversation. Using I statements requires you to share how you feel and what you need. Instead of saying you, which is such a critical statement, what else can our spouse do but be defensive, right? So again, after you've paused, you're waiting 20 minutes, you're figuring out what your role is in the conflict, and you're using I statements. 
Now, there's one relational principle that most couples are afraid to embrace, and that is proactive counseling. Let me explain. You're thinking, counseling, are you kidding? And proactive, like go on purpose? <laughs> yes. But here, let me ask you something. You hire a financial advisor for your money goals, right? And you hire a personal trainer for your fitness goals. Why wouldn't you hire a mentor, a coach, an advisor for your relationship goals? There's no family that has perfectly prepared us for relationships moving forward. I mean, our parents only modeled what their parents taught them. But I believe with this wave of emotional intelligence that we have the opportunity to repair in such a way that we can be deeply connected and not just exist in our marriages. And so that's my heart's desire for you because had I not done the counseling, I would have just existed in my marriage. It takes somebody from the outside looking in to coach us. And it's been fantastic. I will tell you, there have been times where I've gone there where I thought Russ was the problem (laughs) and I learned I was. So obviously that takes some courage to look in at yourself and understand and be self-aware of what your role is, but it has been significant for our marriage. And so my desire for you, and if you want to succeed, is look into counseling proactively Let me know what you think about couples counseling. I'd love to hear from you. Want some more insight on how to strengthen your marriage? You can find new blogs posted every week and a new live monthly webinar. Just go to intentionalmarriages.net. That's intentionalmarriages with an S dot net, N-E-T. Thank you and stay intentional.